0: Alright, hey everybody, Uh, we just wanted to make one quick announcement before we start our regular episode today because we realized what day this was going to come out uh, when we finished recording it. So do you guys want to explain what the day is that this podcast is being released? May the
1: 4th be with you! May
0: the 4th be with you. Mackenzie, you want to explain what that is? It's
1: May 4th and it is commemorating Star Wars. Celebrate it. And there is no real reason, just because it works with the saying! Right, (laughs) what saying is that? May the force be with you. Right,
0: the most famous pew, saying pew. from the Star Wars universe, besides pew, 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 <laughs> is may the force you. be with you, and somebody realized that may the fourth sounds like that, and so we have a pop culture holiday. We're going to try to point these out to you whenever they pop up over the course of the year when we're releasing podcasts.
1: <laughs> Fun Enjoy and our
0: episode about good versus evil.
2: Pew, pew! Welcome back to another episode of Culture Kids. Today is about... Good
0: Evil! That's right. Good versus Evil. It's kind of our first topic It's not just about a type of pop culture, but something that happens sort of in pop culture, so we're excited about that. Um, couple announcements, though. Good announcements for us before we get rolling. So first off, uh, I said this at the end of last week's podcast, but I want to say it again at the beginning this time. Uh, if you want to actually start answering the questions that we pose in our podcast uh, to us... We have a spot for that now. We are on Facebook. If you search at Pop Cultured Kids, PopCulturedKids, P-O-P-C-U-L-T-U-R-E-D-K-I-D-S, uh, then you can find our Facebook page, and we will put the question on there so that you can write us your answers to the question of the pod every week, and maybe we'll start featuring some in our future episodes. Our other cool announcement is that we are hoping to be on Apple Podcasts Uh, in the next week or two, as soon as everything goes through there. So if you've um, been struggling a little bit, streaming us through the means that we have available now, we're hoping to be in that great location for podcasts very soon, and we'll keep you updated on that. So with those announcements out of the way, we want to double back to our questions of the pod from last week. Um, We asked you guys to pick uh, an artist or a song and try to talk to somebody about Uh, what you think inspired that artist's work. And these guys shared uh, their two artists this week, and I'm going to let them share what else they learned about each of them, and hopefully you guys learned some new stuff about some of your favorite music as well. You're going to go first, Taylor? Take it away. Okay, Kenzie, you go first.
1: Um, My artist was Kendrick Lamar, and I learned that one of the people who inspired him was a a person called Tupac, Mm -hmm. and I listened to one of his songs... Changes. Yep. And I thought it was really good. We listened to it in a car. I just never realized who it was. So I like that.
0: Yep. Yeah, and the 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 biggest part of Tupac's influence on Kendrick Lamar is um, that they're both what we'd call socially conscious artists, where they're trying to point out flaws and issues in society and ask other people to pay attention to them as well. And, and we see that a lot in Kendrick Lamar's music. In fact, you guys probably wouldn't know this, but one of Kendrick Lamar's more recent albums actually won a Pulitzer Prize which is really a huge deal in the world of art, Um, but that speaks to just how important the themes are in in his music. So, Taylor, your song was uh, This Is Me from The Greatest Showman, and what did you learn about that one?
2: I learned that it's like Broadway music, Mm -hmm. and it actually connects to one of my favorite songs, Roar. It's just really uplifting and makes you feel good, and it's just two of my favorite songs. Yeah,
0: so it's... We, when we looked up the, the writers of that song, um, they, they talked a little bit, didn't they, about the fact that they wanted the music to be a mix of Broadway classical music Classic. and also what they call contemporary, which means modern. So when you thought of Roar being a similar song, I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we hope you guys had good conversations. These guys learned some neat stuff about their favorite artists. Uh, and from here, we move into Good versus Evil.
2: Yay! What?
0: Okay, so um so we chose good versus evil as our first sort of specific theme of pop culture to talk about, partly because I think it's it's so big and so broad. Um so let's start the same way, really big and broad. When you hear the phrase good versus evil, does anything pop into your head right away or do you think of anything immediately?
2: I think of Kylo Ren and Ray. Why? I don't know, because there's a poster in this room.
0: <laughs> it's true, our pop culture room full of stuff. But I mean <laughs> why do you think of those two characters in particular when you hear that phrase?
2: Well, I think of a lot, but that's just the first thing I think okay. of, okay. because it's like one of my favorite movies.
0: Yeah. I have a lot of them. Right. And you do you think one of those characters is generally good and the other one is evil? Or yes, is it, okay.
1: generally.
0: Generally? Okay. Well, yeah. Right. We don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, there's the, the Star Basically, Wars movies in general.
2: Like Rey is trying to make Kylo Ren be better.
0: Right. To, yeah, that idea of um, of pulling someone back from a place of being evil, right? Which is really similar to the old Star Wars movies too, right? With Luke and his dad. Do you know who his dad is? No. <gasps> it's a secret. You have to watch the movies to find out. It's a big secret. Mackenzie, what, what comes to mind for you when you hear um, Good versus Evil?
1: I usually think of big superhero movies yeah. and their arch nemesis, nemesis, right. like right. Batman and Joker. It's just kind of well-known. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Comic book movies, fantasy movies—they always use this good and evil structure. If go you've ahead.
2: watched um, Teen Titans go to the movies, there is the Teen Titans and Slade. Yeah, Slade. Slade. Right. He's
0: <laughs> a he's a straight villain character for sure. So, do you get when you hear the phrase "good versus evil"? Do you think of real life stuff at all, or do you immediately think of like movies and books and games and things like that?
2: Mm, I kind.
0: It's okay if you don't. That's actually part of why I made that one of our questions to discuss.
2: Um, kind of, actually. Okay, give give an example. Like, um... Oh. Um, like cops and firefighter not firefighters, why did I say that? Like cops are trying to stop yeah. people from like robbing and stealing.
0: So there's people yeah, there's people we definitely hold up and say like when these people are doing the things that
2: I wouldn't say they're evil though. They're
0: supposed to be doing they're just their They're pure
2: not listening to their mind, trying to they, be good.
0: They represent good. What do you mean when they're trying to be evil?
2: No, I don't, like they're not, not at all that evil. They're not evil. They're just like not listening to the head.
0: Who's they? You were talking about police and firefighters. And then Not fire firefighters. Bedding. Robbers. So who are you talking about?
2: Robbers. Oh, robbers. I missed when field. you
0: switched over to robbers. Okay, so you're saying in real life, when some people do bad things, we don't think of them as evil. Usually, we think of them as making like a bad choice. Yeah. Or a choice that, yeah, maybe in certain situations feels like a good idea at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's a fair point. I mean, as a teacher, I see students make bad decisions all the time, like they'll cheat on something, I don't think, what an evil child, I just think like, ooh, they made a bad choice under pressure and you have a conversation with them and, and usually people, right, they wanna get better, or are willing to make better choices. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. I mean, there are, I think there are definitely people in the world where when you look at the collection of decisions they make over their life, you could say that was a pretty evil person, but generally, Taylor, I think you nailed it, we think of real people as being more complicated than just good versus evil. So good versus evil is kind of a pop culture thing of like simplifying the world down to there are good things in people and there are bad things in people. But but some stories in pop culture they recognize that complexity, right? And they make things a mixture of good and bad or or light and dark instead of it being very simple. And I think and one good example of that difference. is like characters in the Star Wars universe who are trying to get other evil people to be to be better. What did you start to say, to Kenzie?
1: I said and others don't make it complicated. Right.
0: It just, yeah, it depends on the story being told. Some try to keep things very simple. Um, and others try to make things complicated. And I guess which one you prefer kind of depends on how well it's done. Right. I'm sure we all have favorites that are, that are both. So when, when pop culture does simplify things down to good versus evil, why do you think it does that?
2: Um, well, I think it's kind of the most popular Mm -hmm. thing. Like in most movies, there's a lot of good and evil. Like, A bad guy and a good guy. Well, it's kind of like age appropriate. Like, anybody can watch it.
0: Okay. So that that simple idea of like little kids recognizing like this is a good person and that's a bad person. That's true. So in that way it maybe teaches young people sometimes about how they should behave versus how they hurt people. Yeah, it kind of teaches a lesson. Uh Uh-huh. That's definitely true, Kenzie. Even the stupid ones. Right, right. Even that. What about you, Kenzie? Thoughts on that? I
1: don't know. It's just a simpler storyline. Easier to follow. Okay. There's always looking for something good, someone to get behind. There's a hero. Yeah, to me
0: that's the biggest appeal of it, I think, why people like comic book movies in particular is that like I you know, because life can be so complicated sometimes, it's it's a nice escape to be able to watch something where you can point to a definite person or group of people and say, Ah, the good guys, like these are people who I can root for and I I don't have to worry about them disappointing me. And that there are easy, evil things in the world to say, that is evil and I want it to be stopped. I think that's that's what makes these kind of popular types of stories is that we like that simplicity even though life sometimes isn't that simple. What are you giggling at now?
1: You said you'd be disappointed if someone you thought was good was actually bad. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't I be?
1: I don't know. I just figured it would be more severe than <laughs> just disappointment.
0: No, um, I mean, it could be. It depends on what they I did. Have a connection
1: to what you
2: just said. Okay, go ahead. In Shira, the new version, the cartoon... Yeah. Um well in the beginning um we thought Katra was good because like she was really kind to people sorta to one of. Okay
0: <laughs> well she's we see her being good friends with the Dora right Yeah and
2: yeah. then she just turns in herself and she starts making bad choices right mm-hmm. and she I think she just got mad at Shira
0: right mm. No, I think she's a really good example and actually that brings me to the next question I was going to ask about is like, can you guys think of characters who are sort of a mix of, maybe not good and evil, but who are more complicated than that? I think is a good example of like, she's always being mean and doing things we don't like and yet she's still like what I would call, she's a sympathetic character. Like mm-hmm. there's some storylines where she ends up sad or her feelings are hurt and I still like, I'm able to feel sorry for her even though I don't like her behavior. Who else in the show really? Like Sympathizes with Catra and likes her, besides Adora, I mean. Scorpia. Yeah, Scorpia always just wants to be her friend and sees the good in Catra, even though Catra's usually being um, up to no good.
2: What about Hordak? Like, what about? he's trying to impress his blank. <laughs> right we're trying to yeah
0: we're trying to talk about characters without spoiling too much that's a good way to put it right we yeah we learn more about even hordak's character and he's a character like he's even drawn as evil looking right he's all sharp lines and a skeleton face yeah. and he looks evil but that right even the one of the cool parts about Shira is that right even his character gets an episode where we're like oh you went through something too and it's kind of driving your behavior yeah i i like stories like that where mm-hmm. Even if the evil is still doing evil things, there's, a, there's some reason for it, and we can understand it. That doesn't mean we should excuse it, but that we start to understand like what motivates people to make certain choices. People are creatures from other dimensions bent on taking over Etheria. Is it Eternia or Ethereum? Eternia is from He-Man. It's Ethereum. <laughs>
1: yes. Oh, I'm
0: screwing up. My fantasy world's here. <laughs> the he man she universe is so big. It's so robust. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so can you think robust just means like big and broad and complicated Never mind. so can you think of so here's the question can you think of other characters who are either like they're generally evil but you still find them a little sympathetic or characters even who are supposed to be good but sometimes you don't like the decisions they make this isn't our question of the pot this is just a question
1: Um, well my book Nimona is mm -hmm. really complicated in that respect uh huh how so Like, they're just, so one of the main things I like about that book is right towards the beginning, so I'm not spoiling a whole ton. Sure. Nimona comes, and she just wants to get everyone out of her way, and the person who is supposed to be like the evilest in town says there are still rules, even though we're bad guys, we still have to follow this rule, this code, you can't just go demolishing everything in your path because you feel like
0: it. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a great example. I have an example. Oh, go ahead.
1: So, in
2: the new show, The Mandalorian,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, at first I thought he was like a bad guy because he kept like killing people and shooting them, <laughs> but then when he found Baby Yoda,
0: <laughs> the <child>. he... Spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Baby Yoda's out there in the world now. People either know about him or they need to get going. Anyway, okay, go ahead. Um, he finds him. He kind
2: of like changes his mind and starts being more kind.
0: Yep. Because yeah. it kind
2: of changes you to like have a kid or a child.
0: Yes, it definitely does that. And there's there's certainly other stories out there that that same thing, becoming a parent, makes people who are a little rough around the edges a little bit softer, a little more, they think a little bit more about their behavior, right? That you're right, having someone who looks up to you um, makes you change your thinking. That's a really great example, actually.
2: So they'll be smooth as a baby's bottom. <laughs> I
0: guess... <laughs> I'm not talking about moisturizing.
1: You said rough around the
0: edge. Oh, I got you. Yeah, sorry, I lost my own metaphor. You're right. Good, good point. Yeah, we want they become smooth as a baby's bottom when they have a baby. Good point. Well said. Um, you know, you know, other example. I was thinking with a lot of oh, these guys are losing it now. Just going
1: right in the face. Oh god. Okay. The
0: other, the other sorts of characters I think about with this is you guys watch a lot of like. Um, a lot of like stories that are sort of set in a version of real life for like middle school or elementary school kids and there's characters who are like a bully. But the bully's not treated always as like a they're not like a supervillain on the show. They're just they do mean things, but every once in a while in an episode they'll do something nice or they'll learn a lesson of like, oh, I shouldn't behave this way And then they usually go right back to being a bully. But like yeah. those strike me as complicated characters, at least a little bit in the sense of like we see that they're they're doing bad things but there's also some human part of him at some point and every once in a while it comes peeking out. Maybe think, you guys could think of specific examples of that, I only.
1: I think the bullying part is the part of the human part of them. Going was, back to my that thing. That was confusing. About Katra, um she didn't she
2: might have not wanted to be like working with Hordak. Right? They were I raised think from she children. just changed her feelings because she got angry and maybe she was intimidated by um, Adora leaving her. Okay. And and she um, Adora might not want to be friends with her because she started
1: changing her so She
0: acts. gets a little defensive. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good point. Kenzie, what are you going to say about the bully thing? Because I, I kind of think you're right. What were you going to say about that?
1: Like you said, that the part of them that's human is them changing, but I think that the part of them that is being mean and bullying and hurting people is part of the human part of them. Because typically even though movies or books don't always show it, there is some past that probably causes them to bully others.
0: Yeah, that's a a good point. I I think bullies on most TV shows are really exaggerated. Like, they do things that are... There
2: are are some people in actual life who have that
0: going on. Oh, there definitely are. But I think, like, on TV shows where kids just randomly come up and, like, pick kids up and throw them into garbage cans like oh I god! Think, i don't think that stuff really happens in most elementary or middle schools but there are definitely kids you're right who are are meaner and say more cruel things to people like that exists but mackenzie i think what you were saying like usually you're right that also sometimes comes from a past that that person like maybe they've been treated that way or they've been taught to behave in a tough way or maybe they're being rewarded for that behavior somewhere that their friends pat them on the back when they lash out at other people, so they've learned that that's a behavior that gets them the attention that they want or something like that. So, yeah, I, I I think shows sometimes try to deal with those ways that people in real life can be less than stellar people, so to speak. <laughs> All right, so let's, um, let's talk about the other side of the coin. We've been talking a lot about, like, evil characters who aren't necessarily completely evil. Let's go the other way. Can you guys... Can you think of sometimes shows or books that have really complicated, good storytelling and writing they'll have good characters who aren't completely good. And there's there's a name for that sometimes, but we'll save, we'll save that for a minute. But can you think of characters who aren't, at least in the beginning, they aren't really necessarily completely good people, and yet they're the protagonists of the story, or they're the good guy you're supposed to root for, even though you don't like everything they're doing. Sort of like The Mandalorian at first, I guess. But go ahead, Taylor. What other examples do you think of?
2: I have Finn from Star Wars. He used to be in the First Order, Yep. Yeah. but then he refused to shoot and he went to the rebellion now he's fighting in the rebellion against the first order right, right. So yeah he so had he passed right in the other
0: yeah yeah he yeah. becomes good pretty quick but when we first meet him he's literally wearing a stormtrooper tro- costume right and mm-hmm. he's supposed to be uh, doing some pretty evil things he just decides really fast that that's not the person that he is but yeah that's that's a really good example kenzie go ahead
1: i have two okay both Marvel Universe. Okay. Iron Man. I haven't actually seen the Iron Man movies, so I can't really give away any spoilers. Right. But from what I understand, he didn't set out to be Iron Man or some superhero. Right. He just made weapons because he's still a genius, and right. he sold them to whosoever would buy them. Yeah. He's getting paid.
0: Right. He's what's called an arms dealer, and if he was selling the weapons to the wrong team who might hurt people, as long as he made his money, he didn't really care that much. I know. You haven't seen that movie, Taylor, but... Iron Man has a long path to becoming the hero so he's a he is definitely a, a good example of a character who kind of changes over time but doesn't start off as completely good Kenzie what was your other example
1: the winter soldier
0: okay how so
1: he was forced to do the things he wanted right. to he yep. started out good he was changed yep. forced to do things forced to change and then he eventually got over it
0: yep yeah no that's another good example so there's there's characters who like become good very quickly because they want to make up for their bad choices. You guys know what the word is for that?
2: Anti-hero.
0: No, an anti-hero is usually somebody who stays unlikable, Mm -hmm. even though they're good. Um, When a character goes through something that makes them want to be better, we call that like a redemption story, right? A character's done something wrong and they want to try to make up for it and be good and do good for the world, we call that redemption. I've never heard of that word. Or a redemption arc. I know I'm giving you guys a new word to talk about pop culture with. A redemption story is when a character has done something wrong and they feel a sense of guilt about it, and so they go out of their way to sort of make up for it. So I think Tony Stark slash Iron Man's storyline over, my word, how many of those movies, 20 some movies, is, is a Probably redemption more. story.
2: He's a big Marvel hero. He's a big
0: Marvel hero, right? Um, but Mackenzie, what you said is a slightly different version of these characters. An anti-hero is when the the guy you're supposed to be rooting for, or girl you're supposed to be rooting for, or creature or alien or whatever you're supposed to be rooting for, the anthropomorphic animal you're supposed to be rooting for, is technically not a good person. (laughs) Groot and Rocket could be considered that. Like, they're in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, yeah, they're basically like...
1: Specifically Baby Groot.
0: They're thieves. (laughs) (laughs) Even after... Baby Groot's a troublemaker. I don't know that he's like doing anything outright evil.
1: Even after they're part of... Kicking little space rats,
0: but that's about (laughs) it. So, like, yeah, they're characters who even in... Even in the second movie, you can still see like they're stealing things just because they think it's fun to do. So yeah, they w- they could be considered anti-hero characters. <laughs> Go ahead, Mackenzie. <laughs> what? I don't know. What are you laughing about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what they what Rocket says at the end of. The first one, he's like, "No, sir, you don't understand. I wanted more." Oh the person yeah, who yeah,
0: has. right. Yeah, the way they right they explain <laughs> yeah. themselves, like, "I wanted it, so I should take it." So they're generally good-hearted, but they don't always make good decisions. That's called an anti-hero. They really don't know any
1: other way to survive.
0: Sure, and as you get as you get um, as you get into like more mature storytelling, as you get older, you'll find more and more characters like that where they sometimes they're really hard to like but they generally do more good than harm, and so we call those characters anti-heroes. They can be very fun and interesting to follow because it challenges you to ask a question of like, how much bad am I willing to accept in a person and still think that person is good overall? And I think we've all asked ourselves that question while we're watching different storylines in in movies and TV and reading books. All right, good chat. So are you guys ready for your question of the pod? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, yes. So here it is. I want you to think of a character who you know isn't all good. So a protagonist, meaning a good guy technically, but one who immediately you think isn't all good. So Rocket and Groot could be a good example of that. And then here's the question. Do you still root for them when you watch that show or movie or read that book? Or have they ever done something where you're like, you know what, I don't like this character anymore. I don't accept that thing that they did. I don't accept a decision they made or an action they took, and I just can't root for them anymore. Um So I'm going to give you guys a second to think about it. And then you can share your answers. All right. Wow. Even after about a five-minute break to think this one through, because I let them cheat this time a little bit, these guys were struggling to find answers. But he
2: stumped us.
0: They might know. This is a good question because being because it's a, I think it's a rare kind of character in pop culture for young people, um, and I think sometimes it's it's hard to. It's hard to find a character like that um, who's technically the good guy, but does things that we don't like over and over again. But you guys came up with a couple of really good examples. So Taylor, you were the first to land one, so you get to you get to share yours first. Who's Yay! Yours?
2: Mine is Jack Sullivan from the new TV show, The Last Kids on Earth, which is
0: also a book series. So mm-hmm. yes, yeah, you can check it out either way. Read
2: book two now.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Go ahead. Why Jack Sullivan? What's what's his deal?
2: Well, he is kind of... Well, he kind of makes bad choices because he's leaving his teammates a lot okay. to go finish, like, quests and finish the monster beast. Yeah, and movie. the show, the show is scary. all about
0: some things happen in the world so there's a bunch of monsters and zombies and most people are gone and how does he react and to that?
2: he's, like, not thinking about other people that they want their families back but he he's never had a family. He does... He...
1: Um, it's like... The apocalypse is a dream come true for him. He's sitting in a treehouse, drinking pop by the two-liter and playing video
0: games. Yeah, so because the world's better for him personally, he doesn't care that it's become tragically worse for everybody else. I I think he's a good example. We definitely like him the whole time, but there are lots of moments where we're like, ooh, I wish you wouldn't do that, or I wish you hadn't said that, or that's not a fair way to think about what's happened to people. So yeah, I think he's a great example of one. A, A likable enough character, but definitely somebody who makes a lot of mistakes that we don't agree with. Mackenzie, what would you come up with?
1: <laughs> Nothing.
0: Okay, well Taylor I, gave you one though. You want to explain I came your thoughts up on that. I know, no, Taylor, I was Taylor got two this time and Mackenzie was stumped a little. Go <laughs> ahead, you want to explain it?
1: Um, P.T. Barnum from The Greatest Showman. We're circling back to that. Yep. We need some new content. Yep. Um, what? And basically, Taylor and I thought so because throughout the movie he chooses to get caught up in his lifestyle of grandeur and being surrounded by people who like him because that never really happened when he was uh, younger. And basically, he leaves his wife, his friends, his kids to go get up, caught up in that and leave with another woman and...
0: I don't know what else. Well, and then even like his his performers who he brings with him at one point, he kind of shuts them out of the lifestyle.
2: He shoves them that away.
0: That was the first yeah, time. He he's them starting away, right? to think
2: that they're freaks too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he ends up having a redemption story. But yeah, there's a stretch where he's kind of the anti hero of the story. I think it's a good example. So this is a tough question this week. But uh, like I said, find us on Facebook and you can leave your answer in the comment section for this week. So who is a good character in a TV show, book, or movie? Who you mostly like but they make uh, decisions that you don't like they make bad decisions a lot of the time and you have to keep asking yourself uh, if you still like them or not good luck with that and we will see you next time Bye. bye